two turtles. Okay, the mm -hmm. turtle dudes. Yeah. They started off small. Yeah. They grow with their environment. Yeah. They share a 40 gallon tank. Yeah. Okay. Uh, turtle boy, turtle man. We ended up renaming them to Spot and Non. Spot has a red spot on his head. Non yeah. is a non spot. He yeah. doesn't have one. Spot and Non. Okay. Non all of a sudden decides to start bullying Spot and like attacking him, which is very scary as a turtle owner because I mean, what the, what the, the fuck? Toxic masculinity. It's a lot of toxic yeah. masculinity happening. So much and the thing is is we looked it up my niece she mm -hmm. looked it up and that's actually exactly what's going on because they grow with their environment and they've mm -hmm. been in that 40 gallon tank for a few years now the ego tripping like getting like territorial it's like yo that's my rock and now it's like three big ass rocks in there but anyway his ass got downgraded to a 10 gallon tank so the one that's being feisty you put in the tank out okay relocated so now he's in my living room Mm. Uh, so I have a turtle see my mom let us have turtles and she let my brothers have like turtles that just walk around the house and I'm just like mom why did you do that because you know they don't clean nothing and they got to the point where they didn't clean their room mm. and they couldn't find them turtles <laughs> and I'm just like y'all are out of order so when you open their room door, I'm just like, what is that smell? Is it y'all funk or is it these turtles? So they would just purposely leave food on the floor for the turtles just in case. I'm just like, y'all are just trash. Yeah, y'all are trash. So I had a turtle, but it was in that little, little tank. So I'm yeah. just like, I can't. No, that's too much. Well, this one, he's pretty large now. He's, mm -hmm. he's about this, maybe this size. Oh, wow. He's probably yeah. about to suck my face. Mm -mm. No lie. And, uh, but yeah. Well, speaking of turtles, they're pretty unisex. Mm -hmm. They're pretty non-gender animals to have. <laughs> before we get in that, before we get in that, because you've never been on a She Gets It podcast before. I haven't. Thank you for having me. You know, I wanted to give you the initiation to Gangsta Nation because you are pod family. Let's go see both of us saw this stupid post about non-gender babies and if anyone is listening that's with the non-genderness that is not my focus like do what you do say what you say keep your pronouns right my focus is the fact that babies that just came out the woman's hoo-ha and you see the genitalia they do not want to tell this child or label this child as a boy or a girl right and I think that's ridiculous and parents get to choose the fact that they're going to be babies which sounds stupid to say um even though it's evident what this child is what the sex of this child is before we get into that I wanted to tell the people or have you tell the people about your podcast and you know all that just on why you started so let's talk to you about your podcast okay well thank you again for having me yes. um for 
listening. Thank you for tuning in with Shamrock on She Gets It Podcast. Mm-hmm. I am the creator and host of Concrete and Blossom Podcast. I'm Dawn the Doll. Uh, you can listen to my podcast. We aspire to create change through conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, my podcast was inspired by self-reflection mm-hmm. and a journey of intentional self-growth, self-growth. And I was, I'm on a journey to learn how to be more gentle in Mm -hmm. my spirit. So that way I can deliver my message better. Mm -hmm. And um, I love to talk. I love to talk about heartfelt things. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to talk about things that are affecting society at a large from a common sense level based on a major city in our marvelous country mm-hmm. and so again um my goal is to create change through conversation i represent um all black first and yes. <laughs> all black first so on my podcast we go from a variety of topics you know we talk about um education with covid we talk about customer service and black business Hello. We talk about music is medicine, and I always have different music artists from around everywhere, no matter where I meet them, come on. And, mm-hmm. You know, we talk about real life topics mixed in with who they are as music artists, because music moves the soul. Right. And so, yeah, you know, I just talk about a bunch of things. It's an open forum for people to come on and share their expertise mm-hmm. or their knowledge. And uh, so I also sometimes do open panels where it's open to the public. They can come on and be part of, you know, a live episode recording. I heard that. No, um, it is uh, it's very open. That's the thing is very open. And we get all types of opinions on the spectrum. And mm-hmm. so I really love it. Um, and the thing is, is at the end of it, somebody has maybe not change their entire perspective, Mm -hmm. but they definitely have created some change within the community, even if it's just opening lines of communication. So Mm. that's what we all about. Concrete and Blossom podcast. Uh, You know, we blossoming through difficult discussions Mm -hmm. and, you know, concrete conversations. So that's us. This is life. Um, Okay. So what year did you start your podcast? I started my podcast in 2020. July 4, 2020 was our premiere episode. Excuse me. Hey. Fireworks. Sort of like the ones that are outside with my neighbors. I don't know why they have fireworks. Right, right. Um, so when you started up until now, um, what have you noticed has been a change in this podcast or the show or your audience? Oh my goodness. So that is the craziest thing is it's been such a change so when I first started it was like oh I'm gonna do these series and Mm -hmm. I started listing off like all these series and I got like two or three with a few episode names and I had it all figured out and then I started reaching out to people and getting a few things lined up and it was really great and then all of a sudden Mm. um what I wanted to talk about wasn't really necessarily popping and where I could get people to plug in and tap in with me. And yeah. so very quickly, it kind of went from, okay, I have these set series that I want to put out so that way I have like this um, super loaded content and everything like that to, you know, what's 
what's really out there what is really heartfelt right now mm-hmm. back. so you know just really being in alignment with myself I'm really about self-reflection and I know that my podcast was based on that so mm-hmm. I started having to think about things that were more affecting me more affecting those people around me more mm-hmm. affecting people like me and so then it just became, all right, now I'm going to put out an episode every Friday. And then I started hooking up with podcast people and being like, okay, I'm going to do this on Friday for me. And then I'm going to have this come out for this segment and this come out for that segment. And it's like, whoa, slow down. First yeah. of all, you got you a whole podcast. It's like, yeah. first of all, take a deep breath. Recognize that you got a podcast, you got episodes that's out, you have people who you are meeting, you're building your network, like there's a lot of moving parts going on with this. You don't have to do the absolute most. Mm -hmm. So for me, the biggest change was pretty much recognizing in myself where I needed to slow down and create moments. You know, we have to create our moments. And so creating moments where it's like, okay, well, let me go ahead and write these intro outros because my episodes are pre-recorded and so I give them over to my producer shout out to no stop music group Mm -hmm. and so um I give it over to them they chop it and slice it and dice it and make it sound all perfect put Mm -hmm. our little whoop-de-doos on there and all that kind of stuff and so for me it was just really the change was more within again Mm -hmm. more within and the audience has honestly just been amazing so far because once I recognized that my target audience wasn't who I was originally following mm-hmm. on my social media. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and you know, I say that because first of all, shout out to everybody, all my friends and loved ones, anybody who knows me, who has ever met me in person, who has ever mm-hmm. encountered me in any shape, form or fashion, who supports me. But you know, when I first started on social media, it was all really about connecting with like those people close to me, like kind of just keeping up with them on a day to day. Right. And then that network obviously exponentially expands very quickly on social media because it becomes just your very close circle to then Mm -hmm. you got you got your pulpit people, you got your pew people, you got your parking lot people, you know, you got your picnic people way out there in the fields. And now you're just following everybody. Everybody's following you, which is kind of what it turned into for me. And so, Mm -hmm. but they aren't my target audience. My target audience are people who want to create change through their conversation. Don't mind having meaningful conversations because a lot of people get kind of annoyed with them when they're constant and redundant and repetitive, but that's just something that really fills me. I think Mm -hmm. that is very important because Mm -hmm. it allows people to stay focused. Right. Um, especially with so much stuff going on, so much stuff floating around, so many things to be distracted by. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the biggest change is just understanding mm-hmm. within myself how to slow down and pace myself mm-hmm. so that way I'm giving my audience and I'm giving the people quality and yes. not quantity. Yes. You know? Yeah. So yeah. So I'm I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm still learning. You know, I definitely have some inspirations in this mm-hmm. podcast game. So you want them, sis? So thank you again for having me. Of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, my goal, like I said, um, is to connect with the people I'm already connected to and push y'all out like we push each other out. So mm-hmm. that means I got to get whoever ain't been on a show on a show. So since your podcast started, what is your favorite episode so far? 
Whew. Okay. So <laughs> no hard feelings if she don't pick the episode y'all did. <laughs> I mean, so I have a new segment and I think it is really amazing. I don't think it maybe is my favorite episode, but I definitely say this is going to be one of my favorite segments. And as long as she will share space with me, shout out to Queen Sylvia for mm-hmm. Sylvia Speaks. Um, you can go follow her at I am Queen Sylvia on mm-hmm. Instagram for oh, sure. Let me break yes. that down. Yes. Um, so, what did y'all talk about? So she does a motivational Monday. And so I kind of, when I watch her motivational Mondays, I kind of do a spinoff of focusing on one of her messages. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been kind of our thing so far. Um, and I am actually why do they have fireworks i'm sorry i'm talking about my neighbors like why do they have fireworks you can't hear it oh i cannot hear it but maybe because fireworks is my favorite thing so the universe (laughs) fireworks is one of my favorite things okay (laughs) but yes so we did an episode called you aren't who they knew Mm. Episode 22, shout out to Queen Sylvia again. And we also just recorded an episode and it should be coming out on next Friday. And um, yeah, so that definitely has to be one of my favorite segments. And we call it the silver segment because I call her Silver Sylvia, okay? Okay. Because she be be serving them gems up on a silver platter, honey. So it's the silver segment of Concrete and Blossom podcast. Um, I will say that I did learn a lot and I wish even, um, that these guys would come back on. I have an episode, um, really talking realty episode 20. And I had, um, one of my very old, good high school, long time friend, love him to death. Shout out to Levi and his fiance doing it big. Mm -hmm. Um, but I got a chance to talk to him and his partner, um Rashad and that was a really good episode um let me see and are these people you knew already or people you just so Levi I knew again from high school his partner he brought on with him those are Mm -hmm. the real estate guys um matter of fact let me just give y'all that plug right now so you can find Levi at um Levi the real estate guy underscore on instagram no underscore on facebook and twitter same thing levi the real estate guy that's l-e-v-i you can also find uh rashad at home ownership ambassador on instagram okay so shout out to them um mm-hmm. i did know levi from high school um uh Sylvia, I met her through a very, very good mutual friend. Her best friend is one of my dearest friends. I love her to death. Shout out to Allie. Of E33 Novelty, any of your customizable goods, you can go see her. Come on, plug. Come on, man. I'm all about it, okay? Listen, E33 Novelty, yes, she is amazing with it. Um, Let's see. I'm just getting to it. Um... I also, man, okay, so I have another segment, and then I'm going to let this be it, right? Because you asked me for one favorite episode, <laughs> and I'm just running down the list, but I have another favorite segment, and 
Jeez, man, she's actually going to be a co-host on an upcoming show recording this Monday. Mm-hmm. Get at me in my DMs if you want to be on there because we're going to be talking about this same topic, actually, but it's a panel. She'll be mm. really fun, but yeah. So let's talk with Lady K um, with Miss Kalea Vaughn, a huge, uh, LA-based creative from by way of Dallas, actually. So mm-hmm. she and I actually met in Houston in college and she also when she speaks I just feel so inspired and I know that people need to hear it which is what my platform is all about so yes those episodes any of the Let's Talk With Lady K's that's on there um we did one about the elections and just political views and all of that Mm. and what else did we do together um our voices have voted and we did a sneak peek episode where we really just talked about kind of creating your own lane. So yeah, I mean, those are some of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> are there any topics that you avoid on your show? So there is one that I have avoided and it's the transgender mm-hmm. women not dropping the transgender, having the people with not dropping the transgender yeah um I really want to talk about that I would love to have a transgender community conversation Mm -hmm. and so until I kind of find those authentic people that can really come and just give me their just perspective and and respect that I'm I probably still am not going to drop it but you know because some people are just not open to it it's like well to them that's just disrespect and it's like I I mean but I am a woman so You know, I really want to have that conversation, but until I can get the right people from the transgender community to come and speak with me on it, yeah. I think that it should, I think it's respectful to postpone it until then. I'm like that about um, different topics pertaining to kids on Cozy Womb Podcast. Like, mm-hmm. it, I've never experienced an abortion, so I'm not going to sit there and tell somebody what an abortion is. Or now, I never experienced a miscarriage. So I'm not going to sit on there and tell other parents about miscarriages. So until somebody wants to do the show with me on that, I'm not touching it. Right. Now leave me alone. Yes. All right. So for this year, 2021, it's February. March is coming right up. Um, What are some goals you have for your show this year? Oh, okay. So for my show, number one, talked about creative moments. I Mm -hmm. really honestly, and I've been doing much better with it lately. Mm-hmm. Got a few lined up like this one here tonight, this feature. Thanks. Um, yes, really honestly, just continuously bettering the content that I put out. Mm-hmm. Even if that means not necessarily putting something out every single week. Yeah. I need to make sure I'm plugging in with the right people to put the knowledge out, especially whenever it comes to things that I don't have either direct experience with mm-hmm. or things that I'm I don't feel of any expertise. Um right and so that's one goal just continuously putting out better content um also for my show um you know I really am I really am trying to produce what's called garden gatherings concrete and blossom so you know we 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 blossoming through we all about you know I'm really in love with flowers it's also one of my favorite things most of my tattoos have some type of flowers all over it y'all it does my shirt everything i love flowers so um i want to have what's called garden gatherings and it's pretty much just like a live interactive podcast panel Mm -hmm. hopefully we can get shan rock in a building in texas to come and be on his panel 
Yes. Yes. But yes, that is like the major goal. Um, okay. And so until that's accomplished, I think that's like the biggest thing is this live interactive experience that I want to produce. So. With good people and good vibes. Okay. Good people, good All right. vibes, good messages, good convo. All Listen. Yeah. Only the good vibes because we're not here for the drama. Okay. We want to stay focused. Okay. All right, Dawn, before we get into this topic, please tell the people where to find your show and where they can find you on IG or on Twitter. Okay. So I'm still not on Twitter. I need to get there. She is resistant. Ah, Y'all been telling me for a minute too. So here's the thing until I get my content creation because Mm -hmm. that's something that I just haven't found a good balance in what I want to be putting out Mm -hmm. until I find that like where I'm knocking out my content creation for episodes and promotions and Mm -hmm. getting these these messages out and everything like that yeah not getting on no other platforms to distract me okay okay so I am just being disciplined and um but you can find me on Instagram Mm -hmm. um at Don the doll um spelled out d-a-w-n-t-h-e-d-o-l-l or you can find me at concrete and blossom podcast on all social media and listening platforms i'm talking about breaker apple spotify google anchor any you know radio cast and all that there so um concrete and blossom podcast that's c-o-n-c-r-e-t-e a-N-D-B-L-O-S-S-O-M at gmail.com as well if you're trying to reach me by email. Um, again, open platform if you're ever interested in coming on. Any listener that hears the sound of my voice right now, you are more than welcome to share space with me as long as you come with peace, love, and light. Yes. All right, Dawn. You ready for this uh, babies? Babies, babies, See, babies. You know it already sounds. It sounds bad because I never associated babies and rabies until we threw Girl. babies. In. That was just like bars. All right. So since we said we wanted to do this episode, I put in babies on Twitter, and tweets from 2018 popped up. Oh my gosh! And I is- I never heard of it before. So like there was a tweet from Peter. And Kirstein's that says babies are a requirement. Parents that designate gender of a pre-adult before age four must have the child removed by the state. Genitalia does not determine gender. It's one of choice. Parents will lose your child if you designate its gender. Glorious social engineering. So I'm just like, is he for it? It sounds like he's for it. He's absolute social engineering. That means that there is some sketchy shit going on mm-hmm. because they have to concoct and engineer this thought process mm-hmm. of trying to tell us that there is no difference between someone having a penis or a vagina at birth the only people who have the right to choose in my opinion let me just make that disclaimer this is not a fact you cannot probably go find this on google in any solid form but unless you're a hermaphrodite i how how do you get to just choose i unfortunately Mm -hmm. just don't have a penis boy i would love one 
I always said I wanted to know what it feels like to have balls. I don't want to know what it feels like to have balls, but I would love to know what it feels like to have a penis and get head. Oh, yes. I would love to know. Okay. All right. How loose we getting on this? How loose we getting on this episode? I'm just asking. I mean, okay. So have you seen big clits? Women with big clits look like little dicks. And can nobody tell me it's different? I don't like, I don't have a big clit, first of all, but I mean, it's proportionate, but I mean, no, <laughs> I've seen not, them oh. on my nightly uh, searches for um, things. I don't think that head could feel as good with a small penis as it does to men with larger penises. Oh, hell no. Right? Like, there's no way. You couldn't, right? Because you can't even do as much. No. No, you can't. It's kind of like, there's a reason why people get like those small mini sausages and not mm-hmm. the big kibasas when they want to cook. There's a difference there. Correct. Are you looking for a snack or girth? Right. Okay. So, okay. So 2018, um, and I, you know what? I actually think that the clip that we saw was from that time as well. Oh, was it? I thought it was recent. I have it. Yeah, it's from two years ago. So maybe okay. like... I have a clip of it. You want to listen to a little part of it? Yes. All right, here we go. That's, that's not it. One sec. <laughs> to be a straightforward proposition, you could have a boy or you could have a girl. But now there's a third option. It's called steep civilizational decline. A handful of parents across America are deliberately keeping their children's sex hidden. A handful. Called babies. The idea is that only the children themselves should be able to decide whether they are boys or girls. Okay, let's just start right there. We're about to dissect this. I, I need to dissect this. All right. First of all, there are so many other decisions mm-hmm. in life that these small children are going to have to make right. growing whether to eat the fucking orange stuff mm-hmm. or not tonight right whether to eat the peas or just the hot dog and no bun mm-hmm. my three-year-old and don't give her the hot dog without no bread it's gonna be a problem but she don't eat the bread I don't even know if I want to wear my rain boots inside to go to bed. Okay, first of all, there are so many decisions that this child is going to have to come up with. I don't think that it's fair to put the weight Hello? of being a man or woman with what society has made men and women today. Yeah. From what people think society wants of them to what society actually requires of us as men and women how and I'm just I'm I'm just it takes me back to so what do we call the difference between the penis and a vagina at birth if we don't call it male and female which would be boy and girl they're they're synonyms for each other it's kind of like how they don't want to acknowledge that they see different colors of people i don't see color 
I don't see sex. Like that's going to be like the next thing. How can you not see that there's something slanging and then something tucked? Correct. I mean, I don't understand. I just don't get the concept of, I wonder, is it with forethought in mind how now if it weren't based on the genitalias, mm-hmm. so many people wouldn't be like homophobic or transphobic. You know what I mean? Because a lot of, I would say a lot of males bashing mm-hmm. is what we see and probably hear the most of when it comes to that. And not to discredit any numbers and statistics for women going through the same thing. As yeah lesbians or transgender women or queers or all the letters and all that I just don't want to disrespect anybody so I try to tread very carefully but I think that a lot of that stems from men fearing Mm -hmm. the thought process of what goes into man-on-man action right you know for men because a straight man well, I'm not going to say all straight men because I don't know. I'm not a man. I'm not a straight man. And maybe some straight men like this, but like most straight men don't want you to play anywhere near their anal canal. Hello. And those men, you can hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> like the fuck? <laughs> I want you to kick me like a donkey or a horse when I'm behind you. Like, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I'm not, that's not my type of guy. If a guy were into that, I probably would be a little discouraged from moving forward. He's nice about it. Like wrap it up, B. (laughs) Get your clothes on. (laughs) We gotta go. Where we going? We're not doing that. Mm -mm, We're not doing this. Yeah, I don't me neither. I don't like that. And I just feel like why would you want to confuse small children? And if your privates didn't make you a man or a woman, then it would, everything you do would be based on, I feel, I feel like I'm a woman. I feel like I'm a boy. Therefore, I should be able to go into this room with these other women because this is what I feel. Well, if you want to put everything on feelings and what someone feels like, Maybe somebody felt like shooting a person today was okay because that's what they felt like. Is that going to be now correct? Is the law going to switch to what you feel? Well, of course we know that. See, that's an extreme that I would always go to. But Mm -hmm. what I've learned is that somebody's going to say, somebody doesn't die because they want to use the same restroom as the opposite sex. Uh, There's people in the past have. Listen, I would be saying the same thing you were saying if you weren't saying it like if I had somebody sitting in the opposite chair of me Mm -hmm. I would be like okay that would be the same thing yeah literally as me just saying okay well I don't want to pay the light bill I don't feel that I should have to pay the light bill because Mm -hmm. the rates are too high that's me every month (laughs) I don't feel like I should have to pay it yeah I feel like you should lower my rate because I'm a teacher. Yeah. I only get paid once a month. I'm struggling to make my ends meet because my district decided that since I didn't finish 
two months out of the entire school year, they weren't going to give me the raise that I was due this year. Mm-hmm. And so I moved thinking I would get that. And now I'm not. So that puts a strain on things. So I don't feel like I should have to pay the electricity bill this much. Like it should be in accordance to what I make <laughs> and can comfortably live on. But That's what I that be perfect though? Like if you got things based on what you make, how much you make a year? Okay, now you're going to get this Nokia and you're going to only be able to go to this gas station and get this gas that has mostly water in it. Yes, go fuck up your car, but you're going to get to where you need to go. And this is the grocery store you're going to shop at because it's within your means. It's within your means. But the thing is like, people don't want boundaries. And I think that's the main thing. People want to be able to do everything other people can do and not have somebody stop them. Because I have used a woman's bathroom with a trans person come in the bathroom that I know is a man he knows he's a man but he's dressed in women's clothing I didn't feel anything about it because we have stalls and in a woman's bathroom you use stalls but what if me going into a man's bathroom because I feel like I am a a couple of stalls have a couple they do but that's another thing i don't want nobody another man to know that i'm going in the stall because i'm shitting (laughs) but that's like a plain as day if you have the urinals here and you decide to go in the stall either you're hiding your dick from me or you're Mm -hmm. gonna take a shit Mm -hmm. so now this is not even like a private restroom this is like you might as well take the door off the stall because you're taking a shit right yeah. i see <laughs> you holding your balls you're taking a shit you know what's going on in there right and it's like if, if men saw me come in and i still had these d's mm-hmm. i still had this thighage mm-hmm. listen and i feel like i'm a man and i want to come in the bathroom and i want to pee in this urinal they're gonna be looking at me like <laughs> what and and and, I, and it's crazy that people feel like Oh, you're making a big deal. This is not a big thing. It can possibly snowball into a big thing. It will snowball into a big thing because what happens when you wake up and don't feel like a woman in the middle of you in this restroom with these all these other beautiful auras who were born with these auras? Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, for me, it honestly even goes like a little bit deeper than that. I don't feel that the universe or any higher power would make that type of mistake, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel that if you want to pick up the habits and traits of the opposite sex, gender, what have you, mm-hmm. that's a conscious decision you can make. But I don't think that that makes it as such when it's facts can be proven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and that's just something that no one can argue with. And the fact that people are genuinely trying to make a legitimate argument out of it, (laughs) it just shows the lack of intelligence that we as Americans truly have. Like, this is really the battle that y'all are choosing to try to like make a thing. So many other things going on. And this is what y'all want to talk about. Even in 2018, like, are you kidding? This is what, this is where we are. And not only that, um, I think that it's super weird, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's super weird that it's typically, oh, I got to get a charger. 
Let me put a pause for one second. Charge me up before you go, 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 go. This is your intermission music. Charge me up before you go, 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 go. I got a funny ass laptop and I purchased an extra battery for it. But if I, um, it's a full charge right now. If I unplug it and just had it, let it sit on the full charge, it'll turn off in like two minutes. Oh no. And this is like the second battery I got for it. HP, call me. Man, you need an Apple, girl. <laughs> so I just keep it, I just keep it on the charger whenever I'm recording because yeah. I don't um, trust it. Well, we, we back in live full effect, but. We're back. Yeah, I mean. I think that the energy is super weird because again, not even speaking on like super religious and I definitely have somebody who can take us all the way there and back from mm. that standpoint, you know, and I would love for any, um, today, wow, today actually I met a fourth generation, um, psychic medium and she, she actually, this was the first time I could actually say, I truly believe that she has some type of gift. Yeah. Some type of gift because she definitely knew things about me that you wouldn't be able to piece together through my social media. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to know unless you knew me. Um, it was, it was kind of eye opening, but yeah, I mean, the point is, is that I don't think that any higher power of any sort, shape, form or fashion would make that type of mistake to put someone into the wrong body. I don't think that it's, I don't, we're not chemically engineered either people by in a lab and then they accidentally put your persona in a fucking body that you don't fucking belong in like what the man hell? is definitely working on it though yeah absolutely right like but we ain't there yet yeah. now those can be babies those yes. can call them babies wait where, where from <laughs> i'm from um the uh lab of four two nine three six five two okay <laughs> that other batch was fucked up so batch you're number, fired. right that's number 7237 that's mm -hmm. crazy i just i just want kids to be able to come into this world and be kids and we can like society has to stop making new issues or new things to talk about because they don't want to talk about the other things that people are actually dealing with on an everyday basis that are important it's a distraction so what do you think about the unisex toys let's talk about that before we even get into distractions that, um that's okay so i have two daughters three and seven and i purposely buy them um dolls and i'll turn around and buy them dinosaurs and I'll turn around and buy them um, those little race cars and have them race cars around the house. And I'll uh, get them like uh, remote control cars. And they also have Barbies and they also have a big ass pink tent in one of my living rooms that has lights at the top. So I make sure they know that you can play with anything. You can read any book. Who you are as a girl does not determine what you can and can't play with. When it comes to clothes, you can wear jeans. You can wear a, a shirt that's in the boy section with a dinosaur on it if you want to. And when it comes to the fact that if I had boys, I don't know what I would do because I don't have boys. So I don't know what that would be. But 
for my girls, it's kind of like, wear what you want. But I will never wake up and 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 my child say, I'm a boy today. No, you're a girl. And when you go to the bathroom, you're going to wipe yourself, you're going to flush the toilet, and you're going to close the lid. Like you don't get to excuse a child to make adult decisions because society said they can. Correct. Absolutely not. Please check out She Gets It Shop on Teespring. The website is in the description for the show. All right. I got merch on there for the show for those who would like to wear their support or show their support that way. You can support the She Gets It show and podcast and merch on that website. And if you can't get the website, just remember www.whoisshan.com and you can support me on other shows too and other places to shop for merch. Let's get back to the show. And I I think that's where people get... I think that's where the situation gets touchy is whenever we have girls, I can dress, uh, for example, Aaliyah. Aaliyah would dress in her baggy Love pants, her. bra, everybody did, right? She's an icon. Um, you can get with somebody, you know, like, um, and this person, I, I believe she has declared herself as pansexual, but like Janelle Monet, mm-hmm. who can wear the tailored suits and things Love like it. that. You know, and she is so bomb. Like, first of all, that classic old school look like that, she yes. is perfect for it. And I am here for every second of it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's always been okay for girls to be on the more tomboyish side, especially when it just comes to clothes and throwing your hair in a ponytail or a bun or mm-hmm. cutting it off or whatever. It just, it gets really touchy when it comes to the boys. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't have any children, so I always try to be really careful on what I say I think it should be like, because mm-hmm. I know parenting doesn't come with a handbook. I know, that you, <laughs> I know that you have to figure it out as you go. I know that it's yeah. a lot of hard lessons learned by not only the children, but the parents. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine what it's like. I'm nowhere near having children in the next foreseeable five years at least you heard it here first (laughs) yeah okay understood so you know but i think that when it comes to the boys it's like dang okay well if one of your little boys came and said i really like that pink dress with the tutu in this section you know a lot of people have such a problem with saying okay well wear that Mm -hmm. like why does that I think that society is much harder on men, especially just as little boys growing up. Like as adults, I'm gonna say it's equally as hard for everybody in that community. Again, I don't wanna be offensive. Mm -hmm. I have not looked up those statistics and everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should, it's not like I'm not trying to be educated on it, but you know, I think that just as growing up, that's where it becomes the problem. You know, Mm -hmm. like if your little boy wants to do ballerina instead of little league football. Listen. Let me tell you something. So when I was like, I want to say I was like 12 or 13, my mom um, used to babysit this little boy. I'm not going to say his name because he's probably grown now. Um, 
And he was what you call flamboyant, right? And his dad worked a lot and his mom basically was not around, not in their life. And his dad like owned the radio station and she would watch him for the most part um, whenever he had to work or he had like, you know, night outings and stuff. And he was very flamboyant. If you heard him, you didn't see him, you would swear it was a girl in the house. And his voice was very like fine. The way that he carried himself was very girl-like, but he was not a girl. But I will say that his personality or maybe he had more feminine uh, hormones um, than most boys where anything girly he catered to. If it was cheerleading, he knew cheers like out the blue. He would make up cheers out the blue. You know, he was very with Britney Spears. And we're talking about like a four and five-year-old, right? And that was just his personality. Whenever he would come by, sometimes he would have dolls that he played with and his dad was completely okay with it. Sometimes he would have um, like fake lipstick or um, lip balm and his dad was okay with it. My mom knew that of course he's going to grow up and he's going to be flamboyant and he's going to choose what he identifies with. I knew it. My brothers knew it. The other kids that my mom watched knew it. And it's just like some kids, you can see who they will be. Some kids you can't. Some kids are sure that something is not like the other kids within them and they'll show you and some kids will hide it. But what happens with the kids that hide it is they might be really negative or um, bully-ish to other children who are comfortable within themselves like that little boy. And that's what's scary when people see other people comfortable within their skin, comfortable within their personalities, and they hate them for it because they don't have the guts to be comfortable within themselves. Now that, I don't mind a child growing up, their body's changing because your bodies do change. Things that you liked as like seven, eight, nine, 10, you're not going to like when you're 14 because you're going through puberty, you're going to through all your changes to become a young girl or a young boy. And if you're making children make a decision before they're four years old about who they are, who they identify as, and you send them to a school where other parents aren't doing that and other kids aren't doing that, you're giving them another major battle that will be much easier if they had a clear understanding of who they are. And it's so unnecessary. It's an, unnecessary, it's an unnecessary battle because for me, it's almost like humans just trying to play the higher power, trying to play God. They're trying to be the be-all, say-all decision maker because that's what we think. Right. Our minds are clearly getting further and further gone away as a collective. Mm-hmm. Is what I you know what I mean? Like that is not a rational way to think when there is clearly purpose and reason and intention behind 
the male female just system Mm -hmm. everything about it uh there's a purpose for it there's a reason for it so again it's like you said it's based on the feels and I just feel like that doesn't make any sense because if I feel like slapping the fuck out of your kid because they won't shut the fuck up doesn't mean you could do it but I just need to slap the fuck out of your kid I mean your kid is the one who won't shut the fuck up like that's factual just like here's a her genitalia right so um, also in um april there's another tweet on babies um growth of gender neutral kids clothes have been waiting for this day since buying all white baby clothes from such and such company right finally babies this is my thing before I knew the sex of my, both of my children, I purposely put green, light blue, and yellows in my registry. I put mixed toys, um, mixed colors in my registry. Yeah, and, and you, but here's the thing though. Yeah. When it comes to that, you can definitely do the unisex thing, but I think two people are too stuck on what is like boyish and what is what i hate what does that mean like yeah what does that mean because if 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 you're so scared for your boy your son to play with a doll or resemble play with something that resembles him right how do you expect that boy to go from a boy to a uh, preteen to a teenager to a young man, to a possible father and be completely okay with it. That's why a lot of men are not connected to their children once they have children because they're completely removed mentally, emotionally um, from what it is to have a small person or see someone that looks just like them. Mm. Like you have to introduce that in somewhere and feel like, oh, it's normal for a father to be married and his wife may work a career where she can take care of the household financially, but he also helps by staying home with the kids, teaching the kids, feeding the kids, taking care of the home. That helps also financially because one child on daycare can run you at least 800 to a thousand something dollars a month. I already know. And I don't even have kids. I'm telling so, you. So to be honest, even for me, if I was married and I made enough money to take care of my household and my husband was willing to stay home, work on his craft, whatever that would be, because I will back that also and take care of our kids. Sir, you can stay home. That does not make you less of a man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And society feels like it makes males less of a man when they're hands-on with their children in a way that's not the society norm for men. And that shouldn't mm-hmm. be a thing. Absolutely. I think that I wonder where the fear stems from. Insecurity and people making fun of people of the past. Oh, you're a girl. I saw you play with the toy. You were playing with Barbies with your sister in the back. Let me tell you something. When Christmas came and all of my <laughs> brothers got toys and they got a whole big ass train set in their room, 
who was putting the Barbies and the dolls on top of the train so I could see it go around? Who was playing with the G.I. Joes? Me? Me? Yeah. And but that's the thing. It's like, why do people get so I think part of it has to do with people trying to man. Trying to play God because you when you conceive most people, I'm gonna say most people, right? I don't have kids. It's just my opinion, my perspective. I think that when people conceive especially when it's planned right like especially when it's planned whatever that situation looks like but you you finna have a baby right a lot of times when it's not planned too but especially when it is planned or somewhat in the ballpark of like you know if me and this person get pregnant it's not a horrible thing yeah we ain't trying to get pregnant but we ain't not trying whatever that situation looks like right yeah I think that people have a preconceived notion of what they want that person to be like. Mm-hmm. And so they automatically start associating certain things at many different levels. Mm-hmm. And then as that changes, people don't really know how to adjust to those changes. So for instance, um, out of I their in, fears, out of their fears or, so for instance, um, I was talking with some people and somebody was asking about how is this person wrong? There was apparently a mom who buried her son as a man, even though he lived as a woman and his wishes were mm-hmm. to be buried as his woman being. Yeah. Mother, was that in a will though? I'm not sure. I don't know if it was obviously in a will or not because she obviously carried on this funeral, these arrangements with him as a man. And apparently. this is why I say funerals are selfish because yeah. it really doesn't have anything to do with the person that passed. It has a, something a lot to do with the people who are okay with how we l- allow you to pass, how we represent you when you pass. Mm. Mm. I never thought of it like that. Cause you buy, you spend all this money on a casket. You spending all this money on flowers. This yeah. person doesn't know if you go and buy what they written down or what they wanted, and you are saying that's not good enough for my son. That's not good enough for my daughter. That's not good enough for my wife. I want this, but she said here in this document that I don't care. I want this. I'm paying for it. It's the ego trip. Mm-hmm. Burn me, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it get over with get it over with that's madness but i feel like that is disrespectful if if someone asks to be um passed on and that's their last wish and you go completely left and say i want to see them as this that's disrespectful i don't care who they are and what they wanted you know here's the thing i could not help but to feel like I really can't call it anything. Did you disregard their wishes? Yes. So could that be disrespectful? Yes. With you saying it like that, I would have to agree. For me, I could not help but to feel for the mother who gave birth to a son. Mm -hmm. And to, 
I mean, because I don't know the intricates, intricacies of the story as far as when this person was living, did the mother go by these other names or pronouns or, mm-hmm. you know, what that relationship was like or anything. I just know that these were the death wishes, apparently, mm-hmm. and this is what the mom did. And there was like some issues about it or whatever. Again, this is just something kind of on this topic. But I could not imagine, especially as a Black woman, giving mm-hmm. birth to a Black man in America, um, having to, to having to bury your son first of all, because that's what he is. That he, that's her son. Yeah. Uh, now, could she have just go ahead and dressed him up in the clothes he liked to wear? For me, it's like why not? Um, almost, uh, I guess degrade it. You know, dismiss it to that level. Because to to me, it would be dismissive to just be like, just dress him in the clothes he wanted to be dressed in. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think that's dismissive dismissive of the way he actually lived his life. And so, but it it goes to the same thing. He chose his gender and his mom was like, no, you didn't. (laughs) You may like to wear these clothes. You may like to date me. You may like to do all that, but you're still my son. Like that's just genuinely obviously how she felt in her heart of hearts because she couldn't bear putting her son in the ground as a woman and that's her black son in america today and again i don't know how he died or Mm -hmm. any of this business so but i mean i think it's it's still the same it's like she was like no like this is my son like that we're not doing that we're not putting him in the ground with makeup all on his face like this is my son like imagine her putting him in the ground as her son, she probably thought to the day that she would went in labor, like her water broke and she saw her baby boy's face for the first time. Mm-hmm. And how she probably treated him for the longest. Again, I don't know the details of the story to know if maybe this was something from a little kid. He started early and she always accepted it or whatever. But I mean, he chose and so for me. That not be the same as kind of respecting it, I guess. From well, I guess it's the not telling them part. In this, in this case, about the babies, it's like not telling them the difference. Yeah. Um, it sounds like this guy knew, obviously, that he was just different. Whatever he, I mean, he was an adult. Yeah. And so, it 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 depends on what kind of parent you are. Mm -hmm. Some parents feel like. Once their child starts making their own decisions and I don't have to pay for their lifestyle, they don't come to me to eat, breathe, live shit. Mm-hmm. What they want is what they want. And that is your cutoff. You're only involved when they want you to be involved. You're only involved um, when they ask you to be involved and that's it, right? Yeah. I am that parent. Once my daughters get to an age where they don't need me. I don't have to pay for nothing. When they're in trouble, they can handle it or their fathers can help. And I don't necessarily have to be there and they could do it themselves, but they welcome me to be within mm-hmm. their space and they make the decisions that they make and they're with the people that they want to be with and they're in those relationships and their final say of how they want to live their life or how they want to go out when they end their life. is I'm not changing nothing. The lady said here on page six that she would like to be in a red wig on her way out. Okay, so that's what we're doing. Get her the red wig. 
Right. But That's some, yeah, some parents feel like I'm the parent till mm-hmm. I say I'm going to let go. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's an ego trip. But to them, that's like, I gave birth. You don't tell me what to do. And when it comes to my kids, can't nobody tell me nothing about my kids but me. So I just respect that. And I do my famous, I agree to disagree. (laughs) Because that's one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not about to fight with no parent about their views on their kid. And if I send my child to school again, and she in a room where it's a classmate and I ask her what's their name because I see that I would identify this child as this but she says no their pronouns are they them and their mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like okay I'm not gonna be like doing that that's drama that's unnecessary because whatever you feel whatever you're trying to push out right now is going to mean nothing tomorrow because they're going to still call this person by their pronouns like and you know what that's something that's the thing it's like i don't have a problem with like name switches i kind of don't have a problem with pronouns i think Mm -hmm. that people have to understand that sometimes it is an adaptation for people yeah, so for instance, you have to be fair. Like, Teach me. Yeah, because for me, like when I watch, for instance, RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. in my mind, they go by she's. And when they dressed up, sometimes I'll slip up and be like she. And it's not like I intentionally, like purposely call them he. Because mm-hmm. they call each other girls and kikis and all that all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, for me, I, they're drag queens and I know they're men. However, this season is really weird because there's a transgender woman on there. So born a woman, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's undergone the entire surgery, but I definitely know she had a mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And she's a drag queen though. And this is my thing. I don't have any problem with that. I'll respect it if you show me respect, right? All I ask is that people give people who don't know the space to get to know. Don't Mm -hmm. automatically tell me you don't call me that. That's disrespectful. And I don't know what to call you. Have it somewhere on display if I say something and it's disrespectful. Or I just need to be educated on how to ask questions that I'm unsure about about a person. Mm -hmm. Like in the past, when I worked for insurance, you get a call on the phone, you will have people that by voice sound more so like a man from the other men you heard, but they're actually a woman. Or you hear a woman that sounds like a man or vice versa. You have to be careful on the phone with that customer and not say him or sir when it's a man and vice versa, because that will completely take the whole call left. And it is, there is no, um, there is a way where you can word it to figure that out. But if it catch you off guard, you can say something that might be disrespectful. Yeah. And that's how it's it is. And, but I, I'm, I, okay. And so in that case, it would 
it would be disrespectful because that person would be that sex or gender obviously the, and you're mistaking them for something else it's mm-hmm. a mistake right and that's why it could be considered offensive mm-hmm. in this case it's like when it comes to people wanting to make babies a thing I feel like how do we then draw the lines of disrespect when I want to call your little boy a he because yeah. he is a he you know what I mean yeah and so that's the part where it gets like, okay, teach me. And it's like, at this point, it's really not that hard. Oh, he's a she? Okay. I mean, this boy is a she, mm-hmm. but he's not a girl. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we go by pronouns? Like, does it, any, how does any of it mean anything if everybody is just choosing now? You know what I mean? Right. That's the part that's kind of confusing for me. So like, what if I'm a woman and I want to be a woman because I like my woman parts and I like penis, but I just want to go by the pronoun he. And I just want you to call me a man because I feel like I should be called a man because I'm single and I take care of myself and I'm the breadwinner and I just, I take out my own trash and I fix my own sink and I fix my I own I feel this. like that's what men think about women when they can take care of themselves, buy their own things, have their own things. They think that they're coming to replace their position as men, and that's not it. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then, at the same time, they think that they also think that women that look for men who are well off, have everything, don't want to work, want to look dolled up all the time, want to have money to buy things and go on trips. Oh, you just a gold digger. You just go to men for money. So, what is it? What is the ideal woman? Mm-hmm. And why do y'all only get to pick? So I was talking to some people the other day and they were saying that men choose who they want to be with, but women choose who they want to sleep with. (laughs) (laughs) They stood on it. I was like, okay, well... I ain't never heard of that, and the theory doesn't I sound. I don't take him out to eat. I don't take him trick or treat. <laughs> What's up, Slim? I, I mean, I just feel like that is a non-proven. That's not some. That's not a, like. What do you have to stand on to prove that? Because women are just as liberal with who they want to be with, just as picky just as standoffish it depends on the person i don't think that that's something that you can base on now are there trends that are more heavily weighed one way or the other absolutely i think so mm-hmm. right uh i think that has just a lot to do with society though i like, think that has a lot to do with a lot of people faking who they are in society yes what do you think about women getting on that one knee girl don't make me scream do not make me scream at these people listening to this episode can i say i don't even want to say that no more because that ain't even to me that's like so vulgar to say but sis you been not bitch (laughs) i wish that don the motherfucking dog would Mm -mm. now I got a scar on my right knee for some wang, <laughs> but it ain't because I proposed to him, okay? 
it was a position that I liked and I had a sacrifice. But I will not get on one knee for now and put a ring on his finger. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I think it's inappropriate. I think that it is, man, I think it's so many things. I think people trying to play God. I think there's people trying to play God right there. Hello? I definitely think that's a woman trying to play God. For you to get down and ask this man who's supposed to be your leader. That's first and foremost. That's just my opinion. I think that as bold and as outgoing and as courageous and assertive and powerful as I am, I am very old school when it comes to a man. And I have definitely learned over the years how to be a lot more submissive and gentle. I know a lot of women cringe at that word, Mm -hmm. but y'all tripping and I need them. And so do the rest of y'all now what we need them for different reasons, different strokes for different folks, but we all need them. Yeah. And that's just the truth. And I think girl, hell no. I think that, I think that women have gotten very far out of reach of what, what it should look like just naturally, because I think that that, I think that's a clear sign of telling somebody you're not doing what I want you to do. So I'm going to just do it myself. Facts. I think that the, it just screams of that. I don't think there's anything romantic about it. I don't think that there's been a woman to find a way to do it in a way that it came off across as this could be a trend and it would be cool. No, none of that. I just, I haven't seen it. Mm-mm. If my man's hands don't sound like this... When he touched me, <laughs> sir, no. I don't I want to feel like you were exfoliating my body when you touched me. I can't be putting no ring on that. Where is the big man hands? Okay. Anyway, like what? Like, I want your nails trimmed and clean, but they need to be like man hands. Yeah. Okay. I mean. That's a tough one because I'm not, I guess I feel like I'm not judging the women who have done that. I'm not knocking them, but I am, I will give them, I like to consider myself, I'm a self-proclaimed healer and I don't heal people by touch or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I am able to just give them a little bit of my light where they can actually just have a different um where they feel they I just give them a little bit of my light and they're able to heal themselves from the inside out is Mm -hmm. what I like to think so what I will say is that sis there's so (laughs) many other options (laughs) I'm really trying to be respectful but if any of the listeners are think ever thinking about that, have thought about thought that that may be the way to do it, mm-hmm. please do not. I feel like please. it's a clear sign. Men know when they meet a woman that they want to marry. Boys with man bodies, idle. Okay. And if he's idling and you're a good woman, exit left.
And I feel sorry for the women that actually propose to men multiple times and they don't. And you still there. I shout out to Chrissy. Girl, you are beautiful. Why are you still with Jim Jones? I'm just asking. Asking for a friend. But you know what? The, I mean, for a long time, she claimed that she was the one who didn't want to take But that. we saw on the show she proposed two times. Yeah. I don't or, know. Or what, did you just embarrass yourself for a check? Not purposely, but maybe that was the... <laughs> that's what came from it. I just feel like women know when they wasted their time or when they're wasting their time. And they hate when a woman comes along and proves the fact that they're wasting their time with examples that can be proven. And they just, they're mad at you because you were loud about the proof. Not because you're incorrect, because you're loud about it. Now everybody knows I'm dumb. Girl, everybody knew you was dumb. Well, I feel like that's the same thing uh, when we talk about this baby situation. I feel like everybody wants to go against the grain just for the sake of going against the grain. Like there's no point in trying to tell, not tell a boy or a girl that they're a boy or a girl. So that way when something happens to the little girl, she can't explain it to you. Or when Hello. something happens to the little boy, God forbid something happens to the little boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't know how to explain it to you because you've never truly exposed and explained to them what what is supposed what it's supposed to be like what it's supposed to be used for i could even take it a step further and even say this takes me to say well instead of making them babies why don't we just do sex education a lot earlier in life first and foremost you let's still just, have let's parents just- who are against schools having a discussion about real life human bodies and body parts that they have every day you still have you still have states who are willing to fight against history about black people being told even if what they're going to teach is false we don't want we want that to be an option for our kids in this state Uh so what what are we doing what do we actually want for our kids you want to keep them in a cloud of illusions is what is what i'm getting Mm -hmm. because this is another listen this is the reason why you have a bunch of men who were once boys who were uh sexually abused and molested by grown women who think that those grown women gave them their manhood there was a, a clubhouse room where it was a bunch of men and women where the question was asked if your son being nine years old tells you when they're 15 or 16 that when they were nine, some lady that was older that could have possibly been their mom gave them head or had sex with them. Would you go find that woman and report her? And he was like, no, like that's a notch on my son's belt. Like he he had sex with a grown woman. So that's the that's whenever we that is that to me is a clear and i hate this phrase i think that it's very toxic itself but toxic masculinity that's at its finest like saying shit like that is toxic masculinity and then he said and then it was like so what if you had a daughter and that happened with a grown man he was like no i'm killing him i'm psyched 
So right. why don't we care about what happens with young boys? Why is mm-hmm. that not a thing? We make them play with the guns. We make them play with the fighting stuff. We do, like, we just don't even have the same open minds when it comes to, we just don't even have the same open minds when it comes to dressing, what you play with, how you walk, talk, sit, all of that. Who can like, violate you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who can violate you? That's crazy. Even mm-hmm. even these people that take their young kids to the strip club as boys and have naked women put their their titties in their butts and their vaginas in their face. Would you ever take your daughter to a strip club and have men gyrate their bodies in your daughter's face? Yeah. It's one-sided. Sad. You're you're creating another biased generation. Mhm. Mhm. Another sexist generation. And I think this is why men are so irritated by the fact that women want to be treated equal, but they're not equal. Women want to be paid the same, but they're not um, equal. So why they want to be paid the same? And if you want to be paid the same, then you take out the trash and you go cut the lawn. It it doesn't have to be that. Mm -hmm. Why are you so irritated at the fact that we can both do the same job? I just want to be paid equally. Uh And that doesn't take away from you as a man, that doesn't take away from what you bring to the table. It doesn't take away from what you have to offer. Right. And if anything, I should be getting paid more because I have a cycle that you don't get. And I still come in here and do my job. Every month. I have big titties that I got to carry around and do your same. That are heavy as fuck. Hello? <laughs> we should be getting paid more. Ma'am, did you work the uh, five days of your menstrual cycle? Yes, I did. All right. There's a tax that you don't have to pay anymore. Double time. Thank you. Right. That's paying a half right there. Thank you. Did you smile for the customers? Yes, I did. All right. Go ahead and put um, five more dollars on top of that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Yeah. I think, man, I just, I can't help but to say it reeks of people, honestly, just like you said earlier, creating issues where there are none. Like what, where have we gone truly as a people to now be fighting? Oh, like to now make an issue out of sex. Like even in the animal kingdom, what are the animals who are, can procreate? I know there are some animals that can procreate by themselves. It's only like one or two, I think. The the animal that I would like to recognize on this episode is the male seahorse who carries the babies. Mm, okay. So I guess that is like almost that 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 argument helps the transgender community. I'm gonna have to bring that back up the male seahorse yes Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna have to bring that up in that conversation because that is kind of how they always go to where like some women say oh it's because you can't have babies and they say well what about women who can't have babies and it's like they have their bodies are set up to but Mm -hmm. their bodies have a malfunction yes men's bodies don't even have the tools that are equipped to even possibly you would have to go in and abstract that body 
but right. women who cannot have kids who have the um organs and everything in the right place to create a child or hold a child and can't have them that doesn't make them less than a woman correct absolutely not but they're a woman because to me in my head and this is where I guess I hit the wall of ignorance unfortunately and I would Mm -hmm. love for somebody to continue to educate me Mm -hmm. I hit the wall of ignorance because I I can't help but to feel like, but she's still a woman because she was born with a vagina and breast tissue that are- And she's beginning a period all her life. She has a menstrual cycle. Oh my goodness. But like, she doesn't have to go take hormones to get that menstrual cycle. It naturally comes on its own when it's supposed to for her body, which is why girls start their menstrual cycles at different ages. Right. What's meant for your body is going to happen with your body. And that's the beautiful thing about- the universe and whatever higher power whether that be mother nature whether that be god jesus allah any of them that they any any higher power that people praise mm-hmm. for creation right like i don't know if some people in their religions don't believe that their higher power made creation but mm-hmm. just are prophets I, you understand what i'm saying whatever your belief is mm-hmm. i don't think that people understand that there is no misalignment with that the way that things were designed in just the animal kingdom in itself not even just with human beings there's a trend that we can see mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so do we not call the dogs with penises boy dogs anymore <laughs> those day dogs <laughs> <laughs> they're just dogs they don't you know like it's just I don't I don't understand what what the goal of it would be if we're going to be so inclusive if that's the case then people need to drop all these names that actually mean something in my in my opinion like mm-hmm. you're not a lesbian you're not because you can still like girls and say that you're not a lesbian just like you can have a penis and say that you're a girl you know what i'm saying like if you're gonna drop one let's just drop all the titles it changes changes everything though because everything's about the government wanting to control through a way of finding funding even our food even if you don't want your child to take hormones you don't want to take birth control your food is a form of birth control your water is a form of birth control. They know that it's a whole bunch of drugs running through our pipes right now when we flush the toilet and stuff. So it's all a thing. But to sum it up, I think this is nothing but scientists wanting to play God, like you said, and find a way to have funding behind it and policies, which equals money. So that's just going to be a thing. But I'm not with no babies. I am also not with the babies. Um, and we're actually going to leave off there with you on She Gets It podcast, Ms. Shamrock. Thank you for having us. But we will actually be picking up this conversation. And I know for a fact, my co-host is touching on governmental funding and babies Ooh. on this coming Monday. I will absolutely send you the link and everybody can stay tuned to find out about it and when it will post because she is all over it we had a whole conversation about it and i'm like Mm. we can't we can't be having this we gotta say i know (laughs) i know how those go shut up shut it up 
Yeah. So, but no, this was definitely a great um, segue for me to have the open panel. Um, again, you're more than welcome to join us. If you're available, we know you always <laughs> in the studio with somebody. I know. So thank you for having us. I guess my final thoughts, if, if we'll have them, my final thoughts would just be to um, walk in your truth, no matter what that looks like. Um, give people the chance to learn the proper way of how to operate with you in your world um, because we are all here sharing a physical space but we are all living in different universes um, so yeah give people grace when learning these new trends yes please um, give us grace um, but yes absolutely walking your truth walking your truth 100% of the time as long as your truth is not negatively affecting the next person I yes. think that and in the words of Megan Thee Stallion, um, ladies proposing to men, that is not what Megan would do with those knees. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Chin. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Peace.